Welcome to Uncorked, the podcast brought to you by Team Corker. Uh, my name is Matt Corker, and I am here today with two incredible lady leaders that I have so much respect for, Kate Wharton and Aislinn Grant from Trout & Taylor, a creative agency that, you know, I guess started in Vancouver or the idea started of it in Vancouver and is now across Canada. We have uh, Kate joining us from Toronto and Aislinn joining us from Calgary. So it's so great to have you both on the line today. Yeah, we're so excited. We're so excited, Matt. Thanks for having us. So tell me more about what Trout and Taylor is before we dive into your origin story and how you, you got there, but what is it today? Yeah, I would say today we are a creative agency that specializes in branding and graphic design. And uh, we work with a lot of small businesses and startups. So I think what we are on an emotional level is a huge support system for our clients because they're often starting businesses for the first time. And now uh, we did the calculations the other day. We've been a part of a hundred different logos. So we've seen a lot. And I think when our clients start their businesses, we're hugely invested. So we support them through the design build out and execution of their brand. And now being responsible for the, design and execution of, of a brand and build out of a, a brand, you know, in full transparency for everyone listening, we uh, happily engaged Trout and Taylor to create the Corker Co's brand uh, that we now cherish today. But how did Trout and Taylor start? So back me up to like, you're the business that now uh, needed to get its own identity and, and concept. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting start. Um, the office that I'm currently in right now, speaking with you, is where Kate and I met. And uh, Kate had a long history in design and worked at Lululemon. As, and uh, my background was very business focused. So I worked with a lot of startups. I went to school for business. And we ended up working at the same co-working space here in Calgary. And then um, I one day randomly went to lunch with a friend uh, who had introduced me to the space and overheard Kate talking about how she needed support on her team. And I just simply put my hand up and then we started talking and then she hired me the next day. Was it like and a literal, like I raised my hand and turned around? It like, was literally that. It was literally Kate. I think what she actually was saying, cause I was doing freelance design as well at the time. And she said, I need a graphic designer on my team ASAP. And I wasn't even a part of the conversation. It was so creepy of me, but I just shot my head up and said, Hey, that's me just as a joke, but truly serious. And Kate turned around and, and just said, really? And then I said, yes. And then we started chatting and we were just like a perfect fit. And then the next day I came into work and was working for Kate. And then uh, she had her own design agency at the time uh, called sweatshop creative. And then, very quickly, we realized that my strengths were very much business and Kate's, obviously, her strengths is in design. So we kind of forged this beautiful partnership that's a merging of business and design, which kind of has worked out really well for the types of clients we work with because they often need a, a really good fusion of both. And Kate, what would you add to color the story? To color the story, I would say there's a saying that says that you don't make friends with salad 
And I would disagree because salads is exactly what Aislinn and I met over. So you do make friends with salad. Um, and I think it's just a story, our little Cinderella story about learning what we're really, really good at because I was terrible at invoicing and Aislinn loves invoicing and network events and to find somebody that had your complete opposite skill set and was so passionate about your opposite skill set just feels like it was a perfect partnership right from the beginning and we haven't looked back since. And how many years ago was that now? That was three years ago, yeah. Holy crow. I know, it's crazy. And now what have been some of the like biggest highlights in this time over the last three years? I think some of our biggest highlights have been breaking out of what a traditional business highlight should typically be. So we started out this business in Calgary. We got an office. We got a custom, super beautiful long table created just for the space. Everything was going perfectly. We had our vision set on opening up a brick and mortar agency, hired on our first couple of people. And then my husband got a job transfer to Toronto. So I would say what I'm most proud of and what our biggest accomplishments have been are breaking free of the milestones that a typical business would go through, like getting your first office. Our biggest celebration in that was actually sawing this like beautiful 12 foot table in half and each taking half of the table and calling that the new office or seeing how we can work within the constraints that were given to us and how we could thrive throughout that. So our highlights have been peaked by these little um, roundabouts and these little bumps in the road that we love. They, we wouldn't be where we are without those. Yeah, I would, I would totally agree. And I would also say that the, we just recently went on a trip to Vancouver and that's kind of where all of our clients that we've worked with live, that we've worked with for three years and some of them we've never met face to face. And there was just so many crazy goosebumpy moments of seeing people in real life face to face for the first time that we've chatted with for three years and even going to like people's brick and mortar locations and their spin studios that we helped pick out the tiling for and the towels and every little piece of it we helped shape and haven't really been able to see it in real life. So that for me was just a huge, like it will, the goosebumps will last me for many years, I feel like. Maybe until your next trip to Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and what were some of the pieces that you were like, man, this was a really big trying moment for us? Or what, you know, if you were a sports fanatic, it would be like the TSN turning point. <laughs> well, um, go ahead. Okay, so I think what the T, there was no one particular TSN turning point for Trout and Taylor, we, for the last three years, have had a meeting every Friday called Wine and Wisdom, where we talk about what we've learned through the week, what our fail, failures were, what our wins were, what our successes were. We sometimes invite friends, clients. We've had babies there. We often have dogs there. 
we try to evaluate every single thing that we've learned along the way so that there are no huge blowups or there are no huge devastations that happen within the company. So we have been doing this now for three years, every single Friday, whether it's a glass of wine or a green juice, um, and really getting to the bottom of those. We call them the canaries in the mine. So when we see little problems, they're usually a product of something larger that's happening within our organization. So we try to keep those conversations of wins and failures at the forefront of our brain so that there are no huge moments to write about in our autobiography. And when you are talking about your team, how many people are you now? We are five now. So we have five people, three in Toronto, two here in Calgary, and it's such a solid team. I think we can say with confidence that we have uh, probably for the first time the right amount of people and the right people. So we have the perfect people to run this team properly and to hit all the points that we need to hit. So I think we're, we're pretty stoked right now about our team. Now, what I get super fascinated by is remote teams. It's the, it's the direction more companies are going. People are looking at, to, your, to use your language, Kate, break out of what traditional milestones are. So it's like breaking out of traditional hierarchies, breaking out of traditional work situations. So what are some of your tips or, or even just like best practices that you use to keep each other informed and up to date as you're on opposite sides of the country? We have a couple. So our biggest thing is eyeballs to eyeballs. FaceTime, I think, is really important. So we're always on video chats with each other. Um, distance isn't a factor if you don't make it a factor. And it's really rare that we feel the geographical difference. The cool thing is that our team could now probably work from anywhere in the world and still get the same amount of job done within the day, which is awesome because our clients are also scattered across the globe. So we've just really learned how to embrace this different uh, time zones and being remote. We just recently implemented what we call peak hours. So one of the things that we found, especially being across two different time zones, was that it was hard to get people in a room at the same time or somebody would just be arriving to work when somebody else might be leaving. So we have four hours of the day where everybody is required to be available for each other. So those are times where we schedule internal meetings or group sessions or brainstorms. The other four hours of the day, anyone is free to go offline, do what they want to do, work from the beach if they want to. And um, yeah, that, it's been really successful for our team. Yeah, I think that's that's been a really interesting turning point for us because we've tried many different ways to make the time zones work really well and I think it was it was sort of unrealistic to just have us both both time zones be at our desks for the exact same hours of the day. We did try doing that, but I just don't think it's not it's not the type of work environment that we want. I think we want a flexible work environment where people can do what works best for them and gets the best work. I think in the end, that's what we really care about. So peak hours has been working really well. That's like something that I would tell anyone who was remote. I actually think too that 
we, for probably a year and a half, we tried really hard to have the same structure as in an office. Like we tried to be in the office on the same hours and we tried to have these regular meetings and we were like, what the F are we doing? We're not in the same office. And the more we try to force this similar culture to what you would consider a traditional office culture, the worse it went. So the more we embrace the differences in the time zones, the more we're able to get out into our own communities, like go to different events than each other, get more into these two separate cities and really like rock the two city situation. Now, what's, how is your relationship? Like as, as someone who works with, you know, Steph, my sister, it's like, the relationship really matters between two founders. And so what has, what have you learned over the years of working together about each other or maybe even about yourself, but through the other person? Oh my gosh, that is a very good question. I think uh, if I'm, I can't speak for Kate, but I've learned a lot more about myself through learning how to be a good partner for Kate. We definitely are married. Um, people like have actually thought that we were married because we just used to spend so much time together when we were at the office. But I think, um, we've learned a lot about how each other, what we need and what the other, how the other person receives information best. And I think we've learned when to push each other and when to not, I would say that like we're huge support for each other. And, uh, I think there, there are literally things that especially Kate does with me that I can only imagine a spouse would do. Like if I'm having a bad day, she'll send me a bottle of scotch via this amazing app that we love called Drizzly. And she sent me like a, and my mo- most favorite scotch one day just randomly. And then I just sat, got on Zoom and we had a, like, a quick chat and chatted through everything. And then I had a little bit of scotch. And that's, there's just little things that we do for each other that I think you wouldn't assume would take place in a business partnership, but we send each other cards, we send each other flowers. Like, like it's, it's legit. <laughs> what about you, Kate? Well, so we have this amazing business coach named Matt Corker. I don't know <laughs> if you've heard of him, but we do a lot of, um, like self-development. And I think that's only helped us with each other and our relationship with each other. Um, We know, like Aze was mentioning, we know exactly how each other will react in a situation. So that doesn't always prevent us from saying it the way that we were intending on saying it, knowing it's going to upset the other person. But we know, I think at this point, we're both very aware of ourselves, our communication style, how we manage our own teams that we've been able to find a common ground and find a language that works for both of us. The one thing that um, Steph was super excited to, uh, to cover today and wanted me to bring to the conversation was, you know, what it means to be two female entrepreneurs um, particularly and what that experience has been like for you or what does that mean uh, to you to be you know two like great women in business um, you know giving back to your community and also like what does it mean to be a female in your into your industry right now oh that's such a good question 
I think we are in an interesting position. There's not a lot of female founders in this area that have uh, a company. So I, I don't know. I think it's interesting for us. We do spend a lot of time thinking about this and chatting it over. I um, mentor women at the university that I graduated from that are starting businesses. Um, almost everyone that we've mentored has eventually become a client. And so we kind of get to see them through the entire part of their journey. I think uh, we have learned a lot about who we are as individuals and not who we think we need to be as a female business owner. Who do you so think you need to be as a female business owner? I, I, you know what? I feel like I'm a lot more clear now. I think when I started, I thought that I needed to be harsh and a badass and like breaking doors down and breaking stereotypes. But I think what we've learned is Kate and I are so different. And the way that Kate might approach a client brand presentation is different than mine. And they're both amazing and they both work. So I think we are very different women from each other and we have a team of women that are extremely different from each other. And I think we just embrace that your best female version of yourself is yourself. So you don't have to try and be something you're not. Um, you know, even when I'm going to pitching competitions or judging pitching competitions at the university, it's, it's so interesting because I can see women just rocking it and asking for feedback on how they can change and how they can be different. I think that seems to be a trend with females that are starting businesses is they're always looking for what they need to be doing better and differently and how they can be stronger. And I think what I've learned is just to say, you don't have to be. You as you are right now is the right person. And if you do exactly as you're doing now with the same power and impact, you will be successful. So I think a lot of what I have learned personally is you don't have to try to be stronger or harsher or braver. You just are who you are and it's, it will work if you continue doing what you're doing. Um, I love the fact that you mentioned your work around the, the, the mentorship that you're doing and the, um, the competition. Now, tell me a little bit more about the competition that you got uh, involved in at the university. Oh my gosh, this is my favorite story. So I, how I kind of started this journey was I had a small business like way back in the day. And um, it was a natural bath bomb business that I just was doing on the side in university. And my mentor now uh, met me and encouraged me to pitch it in this pitching competition, which was my literal worst nightmare and I ended up doing it he convinced me and I I'm sure it wasn't a great pitch but I did win some money so I won 10 grand and put it into my business and had a branding company do my brand which is kind of how I got introduced to this world and it was such a crazy experience for me it was definitely one of the things that's happened that has shaped me the most and um, I feel so connected to the people in that program and just can relate to them so much. And Kate, it feels the same. And uh, the, the, the competition is called Launchpad. It's out of MRU. And now Trout and Taylor is a sponsor of that competition. So for the last uh, two years, we've been able to give back what I received, which is pretty cool. So we've sponsored 
businesses that are starting for the first time to do their brand. And uh, it's just been so transformational for us to be a part of that program. And the last two that we've given were females, not intentionally. They just were the best pitch we found. So um, we've been able to be a huge part of that process. And that's been really cool. So that's the, that's the competition that we give back to. So rad. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the projects that you're like the most excited for coming up? So we heard a lot about like what you're doing and where you're go- what, um, where you came from, but like what's on the horizon? Oh, Matt, you're asking us at the wrong time. We actually feel like superheroes right now or part of some underground situation that's happening, but all of the projects that we're currently working on, and I think this is pretty standard for a lot of startups and new businesses, we're under strict NDAs to not peep a word about these businesses that we're working on. What I can tell you is that we always work with people and business owners with heart, and we only take on jobs that um, we believe in the product. So we're working on these amazing businesses. They're all under wraps. Ask us again in a couple of weeks and we will shout them from the rooftop. Okay. So I guess anyone who wants to see the work that you've done or the work that's in the work should probably just head over to your Instagram and website. Uh, We'll include some links below. Um, We'd like to wrap up with one final question. So, um, Ladies, what is making your heart beat faster these days? Okay, so there is one project that we can tell you about that we're working on. Once a quarter, we give our services back to um, a company in need. This year, or this quarter, we're giving back to a a music festival um, that supports Camp Ooch, which is a camp based out of Toronto that helps Kids with Cancer, it's all sponsored by Sick Kids in Toronto. And we couldn't be more ecstatic to be giving back the full branding, website design, um, and the identity for that uh, music festival in the fall. So cool. What about you, Hayes? Uh, I think that's the same for me. I'm, I'm really excited about that project, and it feels um, like a, a product that will have a lot of impact. So that makes me excited. I think right now, too, Kate and I are doing a lot of internal strategy work for what the future of our company looks like. And I think that every day that gets me excited. So I I would say that's, that's what's getting me going right now. Mm. Um, And for me, what's making my heart beat faster? Well, um, the summertime heat in Vancouver is really spicy. And um, one of my favorite things in the right now is my mindful book club. And we just finished our book for July, which was the golden spruce which I'm now going to say is required reading for anyone who lives in the BC area, because it's all about the timber industry and its relationship with the indigenous people and the loggers. And man, it was just such an informative read. And um, it only happened like it, it all went down about 20 years ago and we're still living in the, um, the repercussions of that story. So uh, the golden spruce, definitely a, a read to check out. But, read. <laughs> all right, ladies, thank you so much for being here, for dialing in, sending your electrons through to Vancouver Groovy. Um, hope you have a really great week and I can't wait to see the outcome of these projects that you're working on. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, thank you so Matt. much for having us. Thanks.